piece I was thinking about what the CEO of Morgan Stanley said just the other day. Basically, if you can go to a restaurant in New York, then you can come into the office and that he may, you know, it would be, uh, he would look, look badly on people who were choosing not to come into the office. And then it reminded me of some coverage that we were doing, you know, several years ago about how some of the best and the brightest are choosing not to go into finance and instead into tech because of all the extra perks and the work-life balance that tech gives you that finance doesn't. Work-life balance. What a great thing to have. Welcome back to the collection. This is Daryl and Tyrese. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to me. How have you been? Have you been good? I've been great. <sighs> and I've been great because I've been searching for the balance and I think I've achieved it and it feels good. And how dare, how dare anybody who's sitting and making millions in their sleep, I'm sorry, billions during a pandemic and millions in their sleep, tell workers who are making minimum wage or if you're working for Morgan Stanley, you're probably making, you could be making a million dollars too. But how dare you say, if you can go to a restaurant, you can come to work. <laughs> Where are we? <laughs> Am I in the twilight zone? <laughs> Y'all, welcome back. We are discussing this week. We're discussing balance. We're discussing empowerment. We're discussing things that make me feel good about where we're headed as a country and, and globally. And I just want to get into it with you guys. That news clip came from YouTube because everything that I do comes from YouTube. Um, it came from the CBS News channel, though. And the title of it is Labor Experts Say Post-Pandemic Resignation Boom May Be Looming. <sighs> You don't know how happy that makes me feel <laughs> because we're not gonna take it. No, we're not gonna take it. Everybody dance. We're not gonna take it anymore. Everybody is saying we're not gonna take it. The underdogs are rising up in this piece and I love it. I love it because... You're not going to tell me how to spend my leisure time. This pandemic is not our fault. And if we want to, after 14 months of being shut in, if we want to say we're going to a restaurant, that does not mean that we can go to work for eight hours. That's not what that means. <laughs> That's not, those two things are not synonymous. Me having dinner and socializing does not equal me sitting in a cubicle with no ventilation during a pandemic with germy unvaccinated co-workers. Those two things don't match. <laughs> they don't match. How dare these people try to take your leisure and make you feel bad for it? Wow. The audacity, the audacity. But the good news is we're not going to take it anymore. These systems are literally crumbling in front of our eyes. And for me, you know, I have some traditional ways, but for the most part, I am very anti-establishment. And to sit back and watch it, it feels good. Now, caveat, 
this podcast is not for you. This episode is not for you. If you love establishment, if you are down with corporate America, if you have made your money via corporate America and you don't find shit wrong with it, this is not for you because listen, I understand. Get your money, get your bag, get what you need to get your 401k, get all of that stuff that you need to get, get your job security, do what you need to do. No, this is for the people who were let go during the pandemic and had to fend for themselves for 14 months. This is for the people who had to work from home and their bosses kept throwing on extra stuff for them and thought that they were just workhorses because they were at home. This is for people who are now entering into the workforce again who are being asked and look it up they're being asked by their job interviewers um so what have you done during the pandemic to advance your skills (laughs) i saw that on twitter i was like you've got to be kidding me like people have lost it (laughs) people have lost it as if being at home for these months on end was a day at the beach for people i just i don't understand why people don't understand that we are coming out of, and we're still in, but we're coming out of a traumatic situation, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. All of this is trauma. All of it is trauma. And we are honestly not going to see the full effects of it for years to come because a lot of it is delayed trauma. You don't always react quickly during a traumatic situation. Sometimes you don't feel the effects of it for years because PTSD and things that have blocked certain memories. So (laughs) seeing 600,000 people die was not a day at the beach. So sitting at home and brushing up on your Excel skills (laughs) sounds cute. It sounds very, very cute. Learning how to use publisher and, you know, advancing in that way. Sounds really great. And if you were able to do that, not to poo-poo your achievements, congratulations. But a lot of people were dealing with mental breakdowns during this time. And I think if we're not acknowledging that, we are doing ourselves a disservice. So congratulations to the people who have taken this time to work things out within themselves. But they've also done things to move their lives forward and they have also decided that if I don't move my life forward I'm okay just as I am congratulations to you because you have really won the prize you have figured out that you're not put here to work and pay bills you're actually a person you actually have internal things that you need to work on that you want to work on you're actually a spirit being and yeah You need money, sure, you'll get money. Money is everywhere. (laughs) Don't worry about it, you'll get the money. But you realize that your mental health is very important. I get so inspired, so, so inspired by things. And I take breaks, my, you know, month off breaks because I need to replenish. You know, I need to let the Holy Spirit speak to me. I need to make sure that I come back and I'm mentally sound and I'm not just on here talking about my favorite color. <laughs> you know, my favorite color is purple and plum is great too. And aubergine also rocks. You know what I mean? Like I want to actually give you guys substance when I'm on here. And I feel like if you're just talking, 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 talking and not allowing yourself to actually live life and feel life, then you're not really giving quality content. And 
God told me to start this podcast for purposes that would make him proud and for purposes that would help, not just to hear myself talk. That ain't hot. You know what I mean? That's not even how I roll. Because honestly, I could be minding my business. You know what I mean? So if I'm going to be on here on this mic, on this Yeti, recording this podcast for the second time because the first time didn't go through, we'll talk about that later. But if I'm going to be on here, (laughs) you know, I have to feel like I'm doing something that's important, that is meaningful. So for this next 15 weeks, I'm so excited because, you know, I tend to take a break after 15 episodes. So I want to give you guys the best quality that I can. And I want to make sure I'm touching on things that are relevant, but also allow me to express myself. So I'm really inspired. And right now, I'm supremely inspired by Naomi Osaka. I know you guys have heard about it. It's been all over the news. But the fact that she said, you can take your little tennis game. I'm good. (laughs) I'm straight. I made $55 million last year. So if I don't play this year, it's really no sweat off my back. It's no sweat off my family's back. I have endorsement deals. Good luck selling tickets if you don't have me. You know what I mean? The fact that she walked in her truth and said that I'm not even coming at this from a place of being holier than thou or being having delusions of grandeur. I'm coming at this from a place of my mental health is at stake. I watch how you talk trash about the legend Serena Williams. And I know that you're going to talk trash about me. So I need to actually get my mind right. I hate doing post-game updates for you guys. I hate it. Why do you need to know about my personality? Let me play the game that I love. So the fact that she actually said that and actually said, I'm going to choose my mental health over money, I love it. And I know some people are thinking, Darlene, she has $50 million. Like, (laughs) that's cute for her. But what can I do? You know what I mean? Like, what? Give me some tips. Give me some tips. Well, I think the first thing you can do is take a look at celebrities and take a look at social action leaders and mental health advocates and reframe what they do. Sure, you can't quit your job. We are not made of money in these streets. So you may not be able to quit your job, but what can you do to stand up for yourself in the workplace in a better and more substantial way? Sure, you may have to go back to work, but can you make a deal to come back half time and work from home the other half? Can you say, I'm going to work from home in the morning and report in in the afternoon? Can you say, hey, I really enjoy this project, but when I work with fill in the blank, it doesn't really bode well for my mental health. And I'm not trying to cause a problem, but I just want to let you guys know that. Can I get put on another project? Can you stand up for yourself in that way? You may not be able to flex how Naomi is flexing right now because you don't have $55 million. Well, welcome to the club. I don't have it either. (laughs) But there are other ways that you can stand up for yourself in the workplace and put yourself first and value yourself. You know, people are leaving their jobs all over the place. And I love it because y'all know I've talked about it before, how much I love quitting jobs. I 
<laughs> it makes me feel good inside. <laughs> Won't it make you clean? Da, 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 inside. Put a little gospel on it. I mean, it makes me feel clean inside to <laughs> start over and quit a job. Because <laughs> I can't stand these establishments. <laughs> so, I feel you. If you're trying to quit, you know what I mean? I feel you if you want to quit. Can you quit? What a great time to start over. You know what I mean? Like we've had 14 months of just trying to make it through. Now there's like this renaissance happening in the workplace. So, you know, people are not coming back from being on unemployment and going back to wages that are not comparable for what they do. And you can try to judge people all you want to. But I tell you one damn thing, I have never worked in fast food. And it's not because I think it's beneath me. It's because I wouldn't be able to handle it. Can you imagine me trying to be a barista? <laughs> Girl, I'd be like, wait a minute, hold up, what? Almond milk, okay, we out of almond milk. Okay, so you want one splash of cinnamon, but one pump of nutmeg. Oh, okay, so can you repeat that? Like, <laughs> there would be no way that I could do it. Flipping burgers, I'm vegan. I can't flip nobody's burk. So I, I can't multitask that way. My brain doesn't work that way. I don't move that fast. So I wouldn't be able to do that. So you trying to tell me that those people who work those jobs don't deserve a living wage? <laughs> what? You know, people aren't coming back to work because they're not, they're lazy. They're not coming back because the wages are trash and they were making more on unemployment than they were making, working and flipping your fries and getting grease pops, getting grease popping on them and all of that. People are not trying to do that for these wages. Up your wages. You got all this money, Mr. McDonald's, all this money, Mr. Chipotle, all this money, Mr. Starbucks. Pay people properly. Jeff Bezos, I'm talking to you too. You know, people out here risking their lives for these Amazon packages and you giving them these low wage, up your wages. You want workers up your damn wages. And maybe you'll get them back. Just maybe. Because unemployment's going to run out. So people have to do something. And everybody's not going to create a business. But if you are, welcome to the club. Ooh, it's rough out here. I'll tell you that much. Um, <laughs> it's rough. It's rough. But you wake up knowing that you're doing something of purpose. Something that you were led to do. So other things will figure themselves out, but you're working in your calling and that's beautiful. So some people are starting businesses right now, you know, it's, it's so beautiful to see because there's this resurgence of entrepreneurship. People are no longer viewing it as scary because guess what? We almost lost our lives last year. So 600,000 people did. So there's like this wake up call happening for people. And they're saying, well, if I didn't die of a pandemic and I got another chance at this thing called life, maybe I can finally leverage my talents and my, and my skills and put them into the marketplace and actually do this. This is a very inspiring time. I, as you can see, I am gassed up, excited. The battery is in my back. And I am just so thrilled that people 
they're taking life by the horns and they're saying, you know what? Fuck this. We're not going to do this the way we used to do this because it's not working. It's not working that I have to sit in traffic for an hour and then get home, figure out what I have to cook my kids. I'm missing swim practice and drill team and all of this to, to turn in your reports. I'm missing valuable time with my husband. You're texting me at 10 o'clock at night when I should be getting it in with my boo, but I'm responding to your text. This is not working anymore for me. This whole life work crap is not working for me. So something needs to change. And people are saying something needs to change, but they're also doing it. They're saying, they're not complaining. They're not merely complaining. Because see, in 2019, we were all just complaining about how bad the systems were. But now we're actually saying, you know what? The systems are trash and I'm actually going to make moves and strides to make sure that I am no longer in these trash ass systems. I mean, forget trying to reform the system because that doesn't work. We're just going to abolish it. People are taking personal responsibility and saying that in their lives, they are abolishing the systems that are put in place. And I'm loving it on a business perspective. And I'm hoping that it will trickle into social justice and also political stuff. I just want it to just trickle into this big movement all the way around and I have faith and hope that it will I'm on some Barack Obama stuff audacity of hope right now (laughs) I really am and when I think about business I think about how I can support businesses in a more impactful way you know I always support local businesses and black owned businesses but I think about where my money goes even further now because businesses like I don't know let's say I was purchasing from a soap company but that soap company is sold in Whole Foods they're on Amazon they're on all these different platforms well what about supporting the soap company that just started instead of supporting the well-known one you know what I mean like what about really taking a look at where my dollar is going in that way and it takes some intentionality for sure but I can do it so lately that's what I've been doing I've been looking at companies that don't necessarily have big flashy websites because you can be a small company but your infrastructure is on point well what about the companies who are still working to get their infrastructure on point and they need money too they need customers too so why not work with them so For me, I'm a micro company, so I know that I need customers to thrive and survive. And if you're not making money, you're not a business. So why not put my hard-earned money towards companies like mine, who are even smaller than mine? So that's the type of stuff that I've been thinking about. Lastly, I've been inspired by, have you guys heard of For Harriet? She is, her name is Kimberly Nicole Foster, and she is a Harvard graduate, a black woman. She has a really interesting story. It's not your cookie cutter from high school to Harvard story. You know, she actually went through a situation where she had to sit out for, I believe, two years because her father passed away, and she was working retail as a Harvard student, and, you know, she had to move back home, and there's she has a really interesting story. But the thing that has really sparked my interest is that now she has decided, guess what? 
I don't want to talk about all of the things that are ailing me in this world. You know, her platform is a tribute to Harriet Tubman. So there's a lot of racial topics that she covers. Women, race, and class topics are covered. Everything is covered concerning the black experience on a racial, socioeconomic platform. But she created this video on her second channel, which is called Kimberly Nicole Foster. And it's called, I don't want to talk about racial trauma all the time. Sorry. That's the name of the video. I love it because on this platform, she is allowing herself to say, hey, guess what? I'm also interested in pop culture and I'm interested in fashion and I like pop music and I want to sit around in my bathing suit and sip wine and talk about my boyfriend. And she allows herself to do that. And I'm sure that she has received, and she's talked about it too. She's received a lot of backlash from that because she entered into the social media sphere as a well-read woman, a well-educated woman, an intelligent woman, a smart woman. But how come she can't be well-read and well-educated and talk about pop music too? You know, people don't want to see the different sides of you. People put you in a box and she's telling people, hey, if you want well-read, well-educated, we're going to dissect critical race theory. Come join me on For Harriet. If you want, we're going to talk shit and we're going to sip wine and we're going to talk about pop culture. Come over to Kimberly Nicole Foster. She's allowing her duality to show. And that type of stuff is super inspiring to me because you have to be very careful out here because people will put you, well, first of all, you can't really control how people view you. That's their business, not yours. However, people tend to put you in a box. They put you in a box and they think that you are a one trick pony and you can't do multiple things. And if you do multiple things, you're not censored, you're not organized, you're not focused. And People who say, I don't care about your stereotypes. I don't care about your preconceived notions. I don't care about what you think I should be doing. I am going to do me. Those kind of people are my people. I love stuff like that. I absolutely love it. I love a good change in direction. I love when people say, oh, I'm selling shoes. I don't want to sell shoes anymore. I would rather sell makeup and that's what I'm going to sell. I don't want to sell makeup anymore. I want to read books and write books. I want to be an author now. Like I like when people change directions because it shows that they're human. They're human. Would you stay in the same job for 20 years? Maybe you would. Maybe you would. But some people can't do that. Some people can't do that. Some people need to be challenged in different ways. They need to do different things. So shout out to the people who are doing different things. Shout out to the people who are all about this balanced life. Shout out to the people who have figured out that the systems are not designed for you to win. So you have to create your own lane and do what you need to do. Shout out to the people who are working within the systems because you count as well. Hey, maybe you can't quit your job. Maybe you can't do what other people are doing, but you just have to do you. And you know I love when people do themselves because I'm going to do me all day long. I'll see you next week.